Hello, dear listeners. This podcast has reached its final episode. I've started a new podcast titled Build Your English, which you can find at patreon.com slash buildyourenglish. There, you can access your weekly free episode and its transcript. I hope to see you there. How to use my model answers? When you're improving your English speaking skills. Let's find out. Hello, this is Christian from Cambridge Advanced Speaking. How are you doing? I hope you're ready to acquire some vital knowledge today in order to become a better English speaker. And even if you're not preparing for the C1 exam, this episode is essential if you want to achieve the best results when using my podcast YouTube channel or website. And speaking about my website, it is called Get Ready for Success and there you can find the audio files, video files and lesson notes for all the podcast episodes. Now, I create and share these learning materials because I want to help you speak better English and get a high mark in your C1 speaking exam. Today, I'm going to talk about model answers. Here's an example of a model answer I used in episode 1. The question is, what ambitions do you have? Here's my model answer. Hmm, that's an interesting question. Well, between you and me, I dream about being a great teacher. I have a burning desire to help people all over the world speak better English. Of course, I know it's not going to be a walk in the park. There are going to be moments that I feel like giving up. But I'm willing to go the extra mile to succeed. Model answers, like the one I just shared, pose three interesting questions for listeners of my podcast. Question number one. How do you know the model answers are good? Question number two. Do they have enough C1 words and phrases? And question number three. How do you actually use the model answers? In this episode, I'm going to answer all these questions for you. Are you ready? Let's get cracking. So first of all, Let's talk about the quality of the model answers on this podcast. How do you know that the answers are actually of high quality? Well, I will answer three critical questions and then let you decide. Question number one. Christian, what's your experience with Cambridge exams? So, I passed the Cambridge English C2 exam at grade A, according to the official statement of results. And what's more, I've been helping people prepare for the C1 and C2 exams for over two years now, so I know what it takes to get a high mark. Question number two. What resources do you use? Well, to make sure I teach you relevant language, that is, natural spoken English that the examiners like to hear, I use loads of resources from renowned publishing companies, such as Cambridge, Oxford and Macmillan. Here I'm talking about 
English learning textbooks, dictionaries, and lots of exam practice materials. And then the third critical question you have to ask yourself, or you have to ask me, I should say, Christian, is your English correct? Well, I always check and double check when I'm in doubt. Sometimes I ask a native speaker for feedback, and other times I use dictionaries and other helpful websites, such as Ludwig.guru or Grammarly. And when it comes to checking my pronunciation, I use the Cambridge and Collins dictionaries, the UK audio. That's why I say contrast and not contrast. Of course, I'm only human, so like anyone else, I do make mistakes, but I always go the extra mile to avoid them. Okay, now that you know how I create the model answers in my podcast episodes, I'll let you decide for yourself if they're good enough. Now, let's talk about the thing that everybody seems to want. C1 vocabulary. Here's the problem. Everybody wants to learn C1 or even C2 vocabulary. But examiners never think, wow, this person is using a C1 word. Instead, they evaluate your whole performance and hopefully, at the end of your speaking exam, they give you a high mark for your whole performance. Let me put it differently. To sound natural and intelligible, a C1 speaker will use simple words, such as and, but, because, maybe, very, happy. Now, it's true, to score a high mark in your exam, you need to use less common and idiomatic language. So yes, you need to use less frequent or unusual vocabulary. However, you have to be able to use them correctly. And that means learn how words go together and how to use them correctly within a grammatical structure. Let me quote from the C1 handbook for teachers. So the handbook says, the vocabulary and grammar range is the variety of words and grammatical forms a candidate uses. And at higher levels, candidates will make increasing use of a greater variety of words, fixed phrases, collocations, and grammatical forms. And this is where my model answers are helpful for you, because I make sure that they contain a great variety of words, collocations, fixed expressions, and grammatical forms. For example, I can use the word happy in my model answers, but I also use different ways of saying happy, such as cheerful, delighted, thrilled, or thrilled to bits, pleased as punch. The same goes for connectors. I sometimes use but, but I also use however, on the other hand, that said, got it? Okay, now let's look at the third and final question of today. How to use my model answers? 
Well, for starters, use both the transcript and the audio. And you can also use the slides on YouTube. It really makes all the difference. Secondly, don't memorize the answers. Don't memorize the model answers. It's not going to help you because the examiner will notice it and you will sound unnatural. Also in your everyday English. What you can memorize, or maybe I should say what you should memorize, is the chunk or the phrase or the collocation. Just two or three words, not the whole sentence. All right? Let me tell you what I think is a good way of using my model answers. Learn to pick out the things that help you build better sentences and then practice with them. How do you do that? In five easy to follow steps. First of all, you should notice the connectors and start with the beginning of the sentence. So I'm looking for things like for starters, at the opening of your answer, that said, when you're contrasting, or all in all, when you're concluding. Yeah? Notice the connectors. Secondly, notice the collocations, so the words that go together. There are plenty of examples in the model answer that I'm going to repeat in a few minutes. Thirdly, Notice the phrasal verbs. They are frequently used in natural spoken English. For example, well, if I had to choose, I would go for da 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 da, right? I would go for means choose. Fourth, notice the grammatical structures, such as conditionals, or for example, the structure with used to, to describe habits, routines in the past. Finally, practice by substituting. Take the model answer and substitute parts of it. You could change part of a sentence with the same meaning, or change the tense, or make a positive sentence negative, and last but not least, make the model answer true for you. And by making it true for you, you're getting lots of language hardwired in your brain. And this way, you become a flexible English speaker. Let me give you an example of practice by substituting with help from the model answer that I shared at the start of this episode. And the question is, what ambitions do you have? Here's the answer. Hmm, that's an interesting question. Well, between you and me, I dream about being a great teacher. Now, you could substitute parts of that sentence with, well, to be honest, my aim is to be a great teacher. Did you hear the difference? Next sentence. I have a burning desire to help people all over the world speak better English. You could also say, I have a lifelong ambition to help people all over the world speak better English. Next sentence. Of course, I know it's not going to be a walk in the park. You could also say, 
Of course, I know it's not going to be as easy as pie. There are going to be moments that I feel like giving up, but I'm willing to go the extra mile. You could also say, but I'm willing to bend over backwards. I'm willing to go bend over backwards to succeed. So there you have it. Practice by substituting. That's it. There you are. Now you know why and how you should use my model answers. They give you loads of ideas and vocabulary to practice with. And all this practice will make you a flexible English speaker. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please share it with someone who could benefit from it. If you would like to suggest topics for future episodes, leave me a comment on my blog or on YouTube. And if you have any questions about this lesson or any feedback, then do get in touch with me. You can email me at christian at getreadyforsuccess.com and as always, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, go and check out my website, Get Ready for Success. If you're preparing for Cambridge C1, it's a great place, full of interesting stuff. All right, that's all from me. Take care of yourself and each other, of course. Speak soon, my friends. Bye-bye. Oh, and one more thing. You might have heard that I have a new podcast. It's called Build Your English. Every week, from Monday to Friday, I publish 10-minute lessons that teach English in a fun and effective way. I talk about all sorts of topics, from everyday subjects like food, travel, books, and language learning, to more serious ones like history, politics, culture, and even philosophy. The episodes are spoken at a speed you can understand and come with downloadable mp3 files and PDF transcripts. So by dedicating just 10 minutes a day to our lessons, you won't just see improvements in your English, you'll also enjoy the learning journey. I invite you to listen to an episode and see for yourself. Patreon.com slash buildyourenglish Patreon.com slash buildyourenglish